Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Double FM Sports. I'm Ethan Fager. And I'm Jared Mizrak. And today we are joined by David Laskin of the University of Arizona Golf. David, thank you for coming on the podcast today. Yeah, thanks for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. Of course, of course. So I'm going to take you back some time. When did you first start playing golf? I want to say the first time I picked up a club was probably when I was about six. My mom took my sister and I to uh, one of her friend's golf camps in uh, Sacramento. And I, I started, I, that was probably the first time I did like a week camp. And then kind of that summer, we moved into a house that was on a golf course. And so when I was like eight or nine, I started just, it was on the third hole. So I would just walk with my clubs to the clubhouse and start practicing probably when I was like eight or nine. Uh, me and my sister kind of just fell in love. So what, what types of clubs are you using right now? And I guess a follow-up to that is, do you feel the type of club makes a difference? Um, right now I'm using pings. I've used ping pretty much past seven, eight years now. Um, the, I, I think pings have always been great. They're really simple clubs. They don't have like a lot of the moving weights and parts that you see a lot of different club companies have. And I feel that, I mean, once you kind of get used to a club, it's very easy to just kind of stick with it. Like I've, I've seen it with the uh, ping irons and the drivers, not much changes for me. I usually kind of stick with the same stuff, maybe change a shaft here and there, but um, definitely clubs are a big, diff, big, uh, big thing because like, obviously you want to be consistent with how you work the ball. Like for me, I've, I've tried a lot of irons that, uh, tend to go maybe a little bit further but that's not always the best thing because I like to have a lot of control with my irons and so the pings I know how far I'm going to hit each shot if I hit it solid it's going to go the same distance whereas like with some other clubs they could uh, sometimes they can just fly a little farther if you hit it right on the button um, so I would say choosing the right clubs and the right ball is hugely important if you ask anybody at a high level they would probably say the same thing what is the one thing about golf that, you know, you, you'd say you love about it? What keeps you coming back to playing? Um, I mean, it's a very mentally demanding sport. Uh, it can really wear you down. Um, but I would say the one thing, it's like every time you hit a really pure golf shot, it's just like you get kind of like the same type of euphoria going where it's just like, wow, I really like doing this. And you're like, man, this doesn't seem that hard when you do it like all the time on the range and you hold chips on the chipping green and make a bunch of putts. But it definitely, it's, it's really tough to kind of get into it. But once you get into it, I think it's really easy to stick with it because you just want to continue getting better. And that's like always the goal uh, for everyone in the college level, the junior level, professional level, it's just to continue getting better. And I think that's like my biggest thing why I love playing golf so much just to continue drive and working hard to get better at everything that I do in the game. So as a D1 athlete, how do you balance your academics with your athletics? So I'm a fifth year senior, the COVID year. Um, and I, I worked pretty hard my first four years. I, I finished my degree in finance uh, from the Eller College of Management, but this year I decided because it was basically like a rerun and 
Um, I w didn't want to focus a whole lot on school. I just took a minor this year. So in the fall semester, we weren't competing at all. And so I, I, I had to take four classes to remain eligible for the spring season when we started competing. And so right now with my minor, I'm only taking one class. So it definitely has made it a lot easier on my schedule to not have to do a bunch of class. I have Zoom twice a week, uh, Mondays and Wednesdays from 8 to 9.15. And I mean, it makes it a lot easier not having a heavy class load. But I mean, I've definitely been on the side where I've had to take 15 to 17 units a semester. And it's, it's, definitely, it's definitely a lot, but obviously the older you get and the more times you experience it, the easier it gets, I think. Because, I mean, you learn to manage your time on when you're gonna be practicing, when you're gonna be working out, when you're gonna be doing your school. And it, it just kind of works itself out, I think. You mentioned, you know, the COVID year, obviously we're still in the midst of that. Um, how have you gone about, you know, changing your routine for golf and how has it affected you? I would say I haven't really changed a whole lot. Golf's such a outdoor and you're socially distant sport that you really haven't had to change that much. Um, there's been a few like different rule changes that you'll see at different courses, like where I was at in California at home, um, you had to leave the pins in and you couldn't, they didn't have rakes and bunkers. And you've, you've seen that in a couple uh, college events where they've required you to keep the pin in. Um, most tournaments are allowing you to take out the pins, hoping you sanitize after obviously. Um, and some tournaments you've had no rakes either. So We've, we've been able to place it or roll it in, in the bunkers and stuff like that. So that's a little bit of the difference. But honestly, because golf is such a socially distanced sport, and so, like, you really don't have to be within six feet of anybody at any time if you don't really want to. So uh, I think uh, the tournaments and the coaches have done a really good job for just, like, allowing us to kind of just still compete and do our thing. But, I mean, it's really not that much different than what it was before. So why did you ultimately choose to go to University of Arizona for golf? Um, uh, I had a few offers from different schools and I kind of weighed my options. And at the time, Arizona was probably, uh, I wouldn't say a very good uh, by the rankings program. I think when I started my freshman year, we were 125th in the country. And I kind of saw it as an opportunity for me because I didn't, my game was a little immature when I started, when I started at Arizona and I really wanted to get a lot of playing time. And I knew that on the team like Arizona, where we had a lot of potential because I mean, it's probably one of the golfing hotspots in the world in Arizona that uh, I knew I could get some playing time. And also I saw a lot of the facilities that we had and I knew if I, continue to practice really hard at like the stuff that I really needed to work on, then I would uh, ultimately keep continually getting better. And that was the biggest thing is, I mean, I've seen my scoring average drop every year and it's just continually gotten better. And I just, it's just been a lot of hard work, but I felt like Arizona gave me the best opportunity to be able to kind of reach my potential in a sense. And so I love the coaches. I love, I love the campus. I always wanted to go to a big, uh, kind of Pac-12 school being from the West Coast. And yeah, I just felt like I could get better pretty much every day. I practiced out at our facility or at any of the courses around because 
in Tucson, we got a lot of different styles, of course. We got some desert golf and some parkland. So you really kind of see a mix of everything you, you can kind of find. Plus, we played a really good schedule, too, all across the country. So you get feelings of different grasses and playing different climates and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. Yeah. Now, before you made the decision to go to Arizona, um, what is recruiting for golf like? I mean, you're not on a field or a, you know, like a basketball court or something like that. You're not in a condensed area. So what does that recruiting look like for a golfer? So for me, it started out my sophomore year. I reached out to probably like 10 or 15 schools, Arizona being one of them, a lot of Pac-12, um, some some Big 12, just kind of anybody, just threw some feelers out there. And then you kind of see once you start playing some good golf, a lot of coaches will just start following you in general. So, um, I mean, obviously good, good scores and stuff like that will always kind of attract attention. Um, so, but for me, I reached out, I sent a few feeler emails, some coaches reached out, uh, kind of on that, I think it was like the September 1st date or whatever it is in the recruiting. I can't really remember. Um, and so I would say my, I think it was my junior, the summer between my sophomore and junior year, I qualified for the U S junior amateur. And that's like a, probably the biggest junior tournament uh, you can play in. And so there was a bunch of schools out there following me and at, and then I started taking my visits after that September 1st date. And I kind of narrowed it down pretty, pretty easily. And I always wanted to commit a little earlier. I committed at the uh, middle of my junior year in December. And so, I mean, I had four or five offers on the table and I just felt like Arizona was going to be the best. It's just, but yeah, the whole recruiting landscape is a little different. They have ranking systems for junior golfers out there. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's still pretty similar. They watch you play and compete on a lot of different courses and they travel quite a bit to watch the guys they really want. Right. So is there any, like, is there any noticeable difference from playing golf, you know, pre-collegiate level to when you switch to the collegiate level? Like, is there any difference in, I guess, anything really? Oh, hundred percent. It's night and day. It's tougher. You got, for us, we play a really good schedule. We're playing against the top teams pretty much every tournament we go to. And you're just seeing a lot of really good players and guys that games have matured a lot more since junior golf. Like you can, you could tell the difference once like you see a senior in college versus senior in high school. It's, it's pretty mind blowing actually. Cause you just like, there's a t level of maturity that gets out that comes out when you're playing at a high level. And um, I mean, obviously the courses change, they get longer, they get tougher. Uh, a lot of people say at some, some spots they play college courses just as hard, if not harder than a normal PGA tour event. And so just like learning how to play uh, at a high level on difficult golf courses, it's, it's very, it's not nerve wracking, but it's just different from when you were playing in high school where you're playing kind of just normal golf courses that you're kind of used to always growing up. And yeah, just like the level of competition really gets, uh, pretty intense once you get to the college level kind of like every sport I mean these guys like I know they say like in basketball everything is faster paced and they're bigger stronger guys and you're used to competing against and 
it's the same thing with golf. I mean, there's no difference really that much. You're just competing against better players and just kind of learning the ropes is like the biggest adjustment, I think, from going from junior golf to uh, college golf. And then obviously there's another stepping stone from college to professional level because those guys are even more mature and they're, they're real men out there, you know? Yeah. Um, so out on the golf course, do you prefer maybe playing part three, four or five? Do you have like a certain length of like course that you just love? Um, or is it just like whatever happens? I mean, it doesn't matter. Um, I would say the hardest thing is just getting comfortable out there. Um, I mean, I don't think there's like there's specific part three, four or five that I'm like, Oh, I really like this hole. I mean, some, some holes fit my eye really well that other guys, it does not just basically about the ball flight that I usually hit. I tend to hit a little bit of a draw. So seeing draw shots on par threes and par fours and par fives tend to like work with my game a little bit more, but I mean, I wouldn't say there's any like type of hole that like really stands out. It's like, Ooh, this is like a really good hole for me. But I mean, I would say, I guess, like, it's the same thing. It's the same game, no matter where you are at the, at the simplest form, obviously there's different conditions, different grasses and stuff like that, that can change things. But overall, you're still playing the same game, hitting the same shots. It's, it's just a matter of execution at, at that point. So I'm, I saw on your Instagram page, you got the chance to play at Pebble Beach, you know, a, a great golf course um anybody that keeps up with golf probably knows pebble beach what was that experience like uh, i've actually played pebble beach quite a few times um i'm from two and a half three hours away from their drive so like i would play a lot in monterey and in that area and um the first time i played pebble beach it was for the uh I believe it was the nature Valley first tee open when it was, when I played, it was where a junior is paired with a, a champions tour member. So I played with Kevin, Kevin Sutherland in that event. And so uh, Kevin and I played there in Poppy Hills. I got to play three rounds on pebble though. And I, I mean, it's pretty cool experience. I mean, you got such great views and you know, the history that's there. You've seen Tiger Woods compete there. You've seen all the great players compete at Pebble beach. It's a awesome experience. But I mean, since then, I've probably played it half a dozen times, maybe since then. So I've got I've gotten to play it quite a few times. It's an awesome track. I love going out there. And it's honestly, it's been pretty great because I've I've probably had some some of the best weather you can have at Pebble Beach. Last time I played there was in December. I played with my dad. Um, They do a residence tournament. My parents have a house down there. So he was able to, uh, we were able to get on and play and it was literally 70 degrees and not a breath of wind. So it was, it was unbelievable weather when I played and it was just fun to be out there with my dad and meet some other people too. It was, it was a cool experience. Yeah. So I guess so far, what has been maybe some of your favorite golfing memories? Um, I have a few, I guess, um, I mean, so far since college, uh, we've won five tournaments as a team and those have always been fun. Like just winning tournaments. You just, you never, that never gets old. Um, I, I, I mean, I just enjoy being around the guys on the team and having a good time with those guys. And 
those those tournaments that we've won we've won four times at home which was really cool uh i would say a lot of a lot of a lot of other teams that come to our tournament at uh swilo golf club in tucson they they just don't know the course as well as we do we play there almost every day pretty much and so uh, that's always cool to win that tournament and then we won the prestige uh the prestige invitational uh, at the beginning of this year and code, we, we tied with uh, North Carolina out there and that was just cool. It was another desert golf course. So I think we have a, definitely have a pretty good advantage on desert courses because we know what to expect when it gets out there. We don't get too intimidated seeing all the desert around. Um, those are some cool memories. Um, I've had two hole in ones, never in competition, but uh, two hole in ones. Those are, I mean, it's always cool. I mean, being with your buddies, you can, it's, it's just, it's just a fun experience. Um, but yeah, I mean, I, I, I've played so much golf. There's, there's too many, too many instances to really, really get, uh, get a lot of big memories, I guess. Who are some of your, you know, role models when it comes to golfing or just life in general? I mean, I've always loved Tiger Woods. I mean, you can't, I mean, I know he's had a lot of struggles in mostly in the past 10 years or so. It's it's been really tough seeing him struggle with his life and stuff that's been going on. And I hope he gets better, obviously, because, I mean, I want to see him break the record of the 83 wins and beat Jack's record of majors. I don't know if he'll ever even really get back to the level or even be able to play at this point right now. But, I mean, I've always admired uh, – uh, watching him play and watching him compete. Cause I mean, I just admire greatness in general. Um, those like any sport, I, I, I don't like, I wouldn't say LeBron is my favorite basketball player ever, but I respect his greatness. So same thing like Tom Brady. I respect that they've gone out and won championships and done some great things in their sport. I just respect that a, a lot. Um, so, I mean, obviously watching Tiger has always been cool and I've seen him up close a few times. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, uh, for, but I would say for like, just personally, my dad's a big role model for me. He's, uh, he kind of started from nothing. He's an attorney in Sacramento. He started from nothing and he worked really, really hard in his career. And it just kind of like, I guess, resonated really well with me. And it's just something that I've always like with my golf, I just always want to work as hard as I possibly can, because I would say I have a wallpaper on my, my phone that I open up every time and it says my parents wait, worked way too hard for me not to be great. And so that kind of like just sticks with me really well. You know, I just, I, I want to make him proud and obviously just seeing what he's done and what my mom has done to be able to make the sacrifices for me to be able to play golf at a really high level. It's, it's, uh, it's been really cool. So before I guess, I guess the game of golf, do you have any, pre-match routines you like to do or that you have to do before every every time yeah I mean I always kind of have keep the same routine before around um tend to get to the course about hour hour and 10 before depending on like obviously in college it's kind of you're kind of limited on some days we're playing 36 holes and so I kind of like shorten my uh warm up a little bit because of that because I just don't like it's just a long day on the golf course you don't want to get too tired playing yeah. And so, uh, but like a normal tournament, we're just playing 18 holes. I try to get there about just hour, maybe a little over an hour before, uh, eat a good breakfast. And then, um, 
I always start out putting. I like to hit a lot of speed putts before uh, I go out. And then I always have to make four, three and a half, four footers around the hole in a row and then one six footer. And then I go hit, hit balls. Hit, I mean, it kind of changes every day. I don't have like a specific number of shots I need to hit or like a specific number of nine irons I need to hit on the range or drivers. I just kind of like to get a good feel. And then I hit some chips and then I go back and I just take one ball, hit a couple speed putts, just try to get two putts going and just try to get good speed and make two putts. And then before I go out, I, I uh, always listen to the same song before I go to the tee. It's uh, glorious by Macklemore. And uh, I listen to that song, make a four footer and then I go to the tee. So I guess those are my pre round traditions. I don't, I don't, I don't like to be superstitious, but I guess the song's a little superstitious. I don't know why. So you kind of got into it a little bit when you brought up LeBron and Tom Brady and how you respect them. But outside of golf, do you have any favorite professional sports teams, maybe in the NFL, NBA? Yeah, so my dad's from New Jersey. So I follow the New York Giants and the New York Yankees for uh, football and baseball. I wouldn't say I'm a huge baseball fan, but I – I'm a huge Giants fan. And then, but probably my biggest team that I follow is, uh, and sometimes, unfortunately, the Sacramento Kings. Uh, we've had a definitely like a long struggle of uh, not making the playoffs the past, I don't, I don't know, what is it, 15 years or something like that. It's been, it's been a struggle, but I mean, I always had some great memories growing up. We'd go to, my parents had uh, shared season tickets with like four of their families. And so we'd go to, games growing up in Arco Arena now they have the Golden One Center and so and I mean you you've never heard a crowd so one because Arco Arena was such bad acoustics like even when we sucked we we had just people going nuts it was it was always a fun experience to go to the Kings games and stuff like that so um but I would say yeah and then I follow the San Jose Sharks too I'm not a huge hockey guy but um yeah but overall I would say I probably biggest teams I follow are the Giants and then Sacramento Kings. So outside of golfing, do you have any hobbies or just anything you like to do for fun in general? Not really. Uh, I kind of gotten into working out a lot more uh, as recently, mostly to improve golf, um, get longer off the tee and just get stronger. Uh, I really like to travel. Um, obviously, most of my travel comes for golf. Uh, usually over the summers, I would go to the East Coast and play over there, but I've probably been to like I want to say 35 of, of the 50 states so far. So I really like to travel, uh, get around the country, get around the world and see different places. Um, you know, keeping along with the idea of travel, do you have a favorite golf course that you've been able to travel to that you've played on? Yeah, um, I would say, honestly, one of my favorite courses is Cal Club in San Francisco, California Golf Club. Uh, that's it's. I've played it three or four times and it's always been an unreal experience the course condition is so good and the course design is awesome I just I just love going out there I have a buddy who's a member out there and he can get me on pretty regularly so it's 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 been fun to go there uh I've traveled to Scotland to play and uh I've played the St. Andrew's old course which is cool um I mean just all the history there but honestly my favorite course when I went over there was this course called King's Barnes which it's, it's a pretty unreal course. It's a little outside of St. Andrews, but it's a pretty sweet uh, place to play. 
All right. So last question here for you, you know, being a senior in college, you've obviously got that experience. You kind of mentioned uh, that throughout the interview, but do you have any advice that you would give to maybe, you know, incoming freshmen next year playing golf in college or even just some high school students? Um, yeah, I mean, college golf, it's, it's a different animal. Um, but I would, I would, I would say the biggest piece of advice that I could give, a incoming freshman is just to stay patient uh especially if you're going to a really good program and you might not be playing right away it's just always important to stay patient and trust in your abilities because ultimately guys like me and other guys in the senior classes and the junior classes are ultimately going to graduate and they're going to hand the reins to you and you got to be able to step up uh when your number is called basically and so um like we have a freshman right now who's maybe not had his ideal freshman year yet, but I mean, we obviously, I obviously have a lot of faith in him to uh, continue to get better and compete when I'm out of here. So um, I think that's the biggest thing once you get to the college level is just staying patient when your opportunities come, uh, just play your best that you can just ball out. If you, if, I mean, that's all you can really ask for is if you're trying your hardest and working on your game really hard to, Kind of because every I think every golfer's goal is to make it to the next level, uh, whereas like a lot of sports they don't really have an avenue to get to the to the next level or it's really hard. I would say golf, a lot of people will end up turning professional after college, especially at a college like the University of Arizona where we have like a lot of really good players. We've had a lot of really good players come through here and they've gone tried their tried their way to make it to the PGA Tour and so yeah, I mean. I mean, it's definitely, it's definitely tough. Once you get to college, you got to learn to be able to, to manage your time and everything and just try to get better. But it's, uh, it's really worthwhile just if you stick with it. All right. Well, like I mentioned, that was our last question for you. So once again, David, I appreciate you taking some time out of your day here uh, to spend it with us on the podcast. Yeah. Thanks for having me. It was a, it was a cool time. First podcast. So that's pretty sweet. <laughs> nice. Nice. All right. Well, Ethan, if you want to just the outro. Yeah. So for Double FM Sports, I'm Ethan Faker. And I'm Jeremy Zarek. And we're signing off.